Before we get to today's double Survivor exit interview, I want to take a moment and thank a sponsor, and those are our friends over at LaCroix Sparkling Water. Enjoy LaCroix Sparkling Water, a calorie sweetener and sodium innocent beverage with nothing artificial. Lots of regrets on Ghost Island. No regrets when you try out LaCroix Sparkling Water, a healthier alternative for you and your lifestyle. Zero calories, zero sweeteners, zero sodium equals innocent, all-natural, environmentally friendly, and flavored with fruit essences. There's 14 great LaCroix flavors. Key lime, tangerine, mango, apricot, and passion fruit are the newest. Peach pear, coconut, lemon, lime, berry, cran, raspberry, orange, grapefruit, and pure. Round out the lineup. LaCroix also has six karate flavors, including pineapple, strawberry, appleberry, cherry lime, kiwi watermelon, blackberry, cucumber, and cantaloupe pink grapefruit. LaCroix Karate has even bolder flavor. LaCroix Sparkling Water and LaCroix Karate Sparkling Water, they're gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO, and available nationwide. For more information, join the LaCroix community on social media at LaCroix Water or check them out at LaCroixWater.com. For a full list of retailers, visit LaCroixWater.com. Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sisternino here with our double exit interview after the premiere of Survivor Ghost Island. Going to be a jam-packed day here on the podcast. It's really been a jam-packed month of February as now officially we are here on our first day of March and uh, still plenty to do here after the first episode of a new Survivor season. So in this podcast today, we are going to hear from the first two people voted out of the game. We're going to hear first from Stephanie Gonzalez and then the first man to go to Ghost Island, Jacob Derwin, in this episode. And then we'll have the return of the This Week in Survivor History quiz where our old buddy Jordan Kalish will be here and we will test my Survivor knowledge for the first time this season with the great Megan Z. She'll be back after the controversial round that she had during Survivor 35 to kick things off. So we are trying to correct some of our past mistakes here in the This Week in Survivor History quiz. Of course, Survivor Know-It-Alls last night got into everything with Stephen Fishback. If you missed that, that's up on the website. Today, I'll be talking with Joe Mena. Very excited about that. If you have questions for my interview with Joe Mena, I'll have a post up in the Robbins Podcast Patreon Facebook group. And then also, I will take your questions as well. Survivor at RobHasWebsite.com. And then Randy Bailey is coming into the voicemail show. So get your voicemails in for Randy. Going to record with him on Saturday afternoon. So you got a couple days to get those voicemails in for Randy. Okay, I see that we have Stephanie Gonzalez online. Let's go ahead and patch her in. Stephanie, are you there? Hey, Rob, Sister Nino. I've always wanted to say your last name. It's so cool. (laughs) Oh, wow. Uh, I don't just go by my last name, but uh, Stephanie, uh, do you prefer Stephanie or do you prefer Gonzalez? Or was that an issue of for the sake of there's two Stephanies here, call me Gonzalez? So it was a little bit of both. It was like, okay, there's two Stephanie. This is going to be super confusing. And um, so in school, because every other kid's girl's name was Stephanie, they would always say Stephanie Gonzalez. And then sometimes it's because it's such a long name, Stephanie Gonzalez. So the, the teachers would just say like, all right, Stephanie. And then they'd be like, all right, Gonzalez. So I was like, ah, just call me Gonzalez. Like it's, it's a really big thing in our Hispanic culture. Like last names are a big deal. And, and it's prideful and honorable. So I was like, screw it. Gonzalez is cool by me. You know, my dad, they call him Gonzalez. So 
thought it'd be a proud moment for my family. And <laughs> what you should have done is whispered in everybody's ear. You know, I changed it. I want to go back to being Stephanie. So be sure to write down Stephanie if you're going to vote for me tonight. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, by the way. Um, since all eight of you guys are voting for me, I'm going to go by, by Steph. <laughs> <laughs> just, just write Stephanie. That's Stephanie. fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was very, very, very surprised. Uh, I was, you know, of course, uh, I, I thought that you were going to really go very far into this game. So it was a, it was a blind side for me as well. Uh, last night, Stephanie. And so, <laughs> how did this end up going to you where you look like through, you know, the first 45 minutes of the episode, nobody seemed to have an issue with you. And then you end up being a unanimous vote at the tribal council. So it was a mixture of things. And, and, and I feel so awful for disappointing you. Cause I know I was like one of the people you spoke so highly about. Yes. So I was like, damn it. I hate that. I'm like disappointing anybody. Cause I've disappointed myself, um, majorly by going first out. But so it wasn't, it wasn't me at all. It was actually a very, very last minute right before tribal decision because, you know, Stephanie and Jenna had kind of a thing going on. They gravitated to each other. And, um, Brendan and Michael and me kind of had like a thin, but it, nothing was solidified. Like nothing was like, all right, we are in an alliance as of right now. Like this is happening. We're in an alliance. We're tight, you know, no handshakes or anything. We just kind of talked about like who could be in an alliance with us. And I know um, Donovan was kind of in with, with the girls with Steph and um, Jenna <clears throat> Laurel was actually pretty, pretty quiet. So the reason I think it was me was because, I was kind of there to play. Like I was ready to, you know, let's, let's talk a little game, you know, let's start to feel each other out and see like who wants to work with who or what's going on. And I know Brendan was so happy about like such a cool vibe within the group. We all liked each other. We got along really well. We worked well together. And of course, you know, we sent Jake up to ghost Island, which I, the guy, like I, I would have hated for him to be first out too, just because we were so amped up to play and, mm -hmm. and go deep into the game. And and then last minute between Jenna and Donathan, Donathan actually went up to Brendan at the beach and myself, me and Brendan were chatting and he was petrified that it was going to be him going home. He was like, I know you guys are probably looking at me as like the weakest and, but I don't want to go home. And he got, he got like, he was tearing up. He was tearing up. He got emotional. We all saw like how vulnerable he was being and, so it, it got to Brendan and it got to myself too. I was like, damn, like, I don't want to send this kid home. Like he's, he's out here, you know, living life and getting a taste of this incredible game that we're all obsessed about. And so sending him home, like cutting his dream short was awful as like moral wise, but I can't let that like blur my decision. So I'm like, I, we, I, we still got to send him home. And sure. Brendan really took Donathan under his wing. So he didn't want to vote for Donathan. So then it was Jenna. Well, Brendan also wanted the camp to keep, you know, happy spirits and good spirits and keep positive. So by taking Jenna out, he didn't want to piss off Stephanie because now we got two people that are not very happy. And then Jacob coming back, which was, he was already on the out. So last minute, right before tribal, I came back from a brisk walk and I already knew they switched the vote to me just mm -hmm. because I was not a part of the conversation um, with all the, with the eight people that were there. And I'm like, shit, I already know this is me going into tribal. Now we got to go into tribal. Oh, there is no time left. It's getting dark. And 
like, well, now what do I do? You know what I mean? Now we're obviously locked down. You know, we can't, that's it. Like we're going to tribal. So I already started to to think in my mind, all right, what am I going to do? Who can I talk to? What can I say to stir things up and see if I have any kind of light at the end of the tunnel? Stephanie, when you talk about how for Brendan and where he had to make a decision between Donathan, who uh, seemed like that if he would have been the first person out that maybe he didn't have the self-confidence at that point in time, do you think in, in some ways that people felt like she can handle this and if we put it on her, she'll be able to overcome this adversity? Uh, I do. I actually really do think so. Um, me and Donathan have, I don't want to say similar cause it's not similar, but there's a couple things that we've gone through that can be similar in situations from our past. Like he was bullied. I was bullied. Um, I didn't have the best of friends in high school because it was a little bit weird and awkward. And Donathan, you know, being where he lives and not having like an open communication or open door to be able to like talk freely with everybody of, of who he is and stuff and being accepted and stuff. So we, we have similar, very similar backgrounds, I guess, but not, not so similar, I guess. Um, so I do think that I, I don't give up. Like you meet me and you'd never think that when I was freaking 16 years old, that somebody pushed me down the stairs cause I, and they used to call me llama and make fun of me and, and say like terrible things. Um, you'd never think that by meeting me, but, but I have gone through those things and I've overcame them. And you'd never think my, my, in my history that I was like followed or I was stalked at one point, or I've gone through the things that I've gone through because I don't, I don't portray myself as that way. But with Donathan, you can see that he is a little bit more timid or he's a little more vulnerable and he'll, he's pretty vocal about it too. Like he came up, like I said, to me and Brendan, it was, he got a little emotional and we all kind of got a little emotional because we could see it through his eyes that he has been hurt and burned a lot in the past. And, you know, he is strong for overcoming it, but it's still putting salt to the wound. Like every time he talks mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. So Versus me, I'm like, Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> At that tribal council that it was a great moment when you got up. And I really think that this is what survivor wants out of the contestants to, you know, don't go down without a fight, you know, make sure you're, you know, swinging when they're coming for you and you get up and you start whispering in different players ears. We see you go to Brendan, we see you go to Michael. What did you say to them when you went up and uh, whispered in their ear? So before going to, before going to tribal, I spoke to Brendan and Michael and, and right before like way before, like a couple hours before tribal, I spoke to Michael and I was like, Michael, like I already had like a intuition, like my intuition was like, "Mm, this is not, I don't know. These people are, they're bouncing back and forth. So many names that just to keep the tribe happy and not like stir up any shit that, that I didn't feel hundred percent comfortable at all. So I went up to Michael and I was like, Hey Michael, you know, I'm strong in challenges. I'm strong in puzzles. Um, I'm a, killer like swimmer so and michael looks at me he was like you sound like you're pleading your case like you're not mm-hmm. going like don't plead your case at that point he didn't know that my night my name would come up so he was genuinely saying, like Steph, like we got this you me and brendan we'll work together and <clears throat> but i already like i said i kind of knew i'm like something's gonna come up like too many names or we're switching names too often right now <laughs> so then at tribal I knew that Michael and Brendan were 
they were cool. Like they, they hit it off immediately. Um, Brennan has a son who's very almost similar in age mm-hmm. to Michael. So, and they're, you know, he's an awesome his real dad, age or his fake age, his, his real age, Michael's real age. So I think he just instantly connected with Michael and it may probably remind him, you know, his son or something. And, and so they had a, a cool connection. And so I spoke to Brendan and one, so when I got up that first initial whisper, I got up and I went to Brendan um, and I said, Brendan, who are you voting for? So according to Brendan, it was supposed to be Donathan, right? Mm-hmm. So he went, he stuck to his plan. He stuck, he stuck to his lie. He was like, okay, I'm, I'm voting for Donathan, you know, as, as we talked about, which I know how to read people really well. And as we talked about is a persuasive statement. It's not like a factual statement. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to vote. So when somebody's like, Oh, Oh, you, yeah, I, I, no, I would never do that is like, that's a persuasive statement. Like, or I have never done that. That's a factual statement. So it's two very different things. So everything they were saying were like persuasive statements. Like, no, we would never vote for you. I'm like, dude, like that's a persuasive, like you're trying to persuade me, not like factual, like, no, we are not voting for you. That's a factual statement. So I pay attention. I'm like, super nerdy into this weird stuff. And so I spoke, then I spoke to Michael and Michael and I said, Michael, who are you voting for? And I knew there were, they were both going to lie to me, but I wanted to know if they were going to stick to the same lie or if they were just so all over the map that they didn't even know, like, because the names are being switched and the lies were being switched so many, so often that they didn't come up with a consecutive, like a consistent lie. So Mm -hmm. Michael was like, Oh, like we said, you know, we, we, we were, we're going to, we're going to vote for Jenna. Yeah. I'm like, okay, we're going to vote for Jenna. So you're telling me that Brendan's voting for Donovan and you're voting for Jenna and we're all supposed to vote together and they're supposed to, so they couldn't get their lies straight. And I already knew that. So it just confirmed that I was definitely going home, even though I already knew I was going home. And then I went to Libby and I knew Libby was a little bit like, wasn't quite sure what was going on. She was just going to do whatever she was told at that moment, whoever she was going to vote for. So then I went to Libby who wasn't super tight with Steph or Jenna. And I told Libby, since she was taking direction from Brendan, I told Libby, okay, Libby, Brendan said we're switching the vote. And since Libby already saw me talking to Brendan, she totally bought it. And she was like, oh, okay. So I told her, I was like, we're switching the vote. We're not voting for for me anymore. So don't write my name down. We're we're now going to stick to Donathan. She's like, oh, we're not writing your name down. Okay, cool. Donathan. She's like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So I was like, I already checked my facts. I'm like, okay, freaking fine. Like now I'm going home. So then I, you know, there was a couple of whispers back and forth, blah, blah, blah. And they all whispered amongst each other. And then I realized like, as soon as I sit down, as soon as my freaking butt hits the wooden chair, it doesn't matter how many times I've whispered. They're still happy that it's not them. And mm-hmm. they weren't going to ruin their friendship right? or the kumbaya on the camp that they're not going to switch their votes. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, why, what am I doing? Like, I'm just wasting time at this moment. Like Jeff's going to snuff my torch because once I sit down, like they can whisper amongst each other and solidify that it is going to be me. Stephanie, the thing that I couldn't help thinking last night was that here is Jacob and he's like the consensus person who's going to go home and then he gets plucked out of the situation. And I just feel like that if you had three more days with Jacob being the first one to go out that maybe this whole thing is different for you. 
everything would have changed. Everything, everything, everything would have changed. And even something as simple as like, instead of having maybe Jacob in the puzzle, putting me in the puzzle, mm-hmm. we would have won that. Like we would have won that challenge. I am really good at puzzles. And that's why I was like trying to do so much to help and like orchestrate like the puzzle being put together and um, form me like a structure. Like, okay, we got to do the challenges. Like let's try to have like two people, people to do designated jobs throughout the challenge. So we're not like scatterbrained trying to figure it all out with all the pressure that was on us on so, yeah, I really, really strongly believe if Jacob would have been first out, we would have had, I would have had a solid, a solid alliance because I was speaking to everyone. The only thing that was my thing was I really wanted to feel people out before I committed to an alliance because you don't know how people are, right? Some people go psycho and, you know, are not the best alliance person. And then some people, are, they flop, you know, so I don't know. I was, I was all I was trying to feel each person out and be more personable with people. But three days is so, so hard to like make any kind of good social game when you're trying to build a shelter and just trying to be just trying to set up a camp. You know what I mean? And then you take one person out of the equation. It's like, we're all scattering. We're all scattering around so that it's not us. And, and then it was me. (laughs) Well, Gonzalez, great uh, getting to catch up with you uh, this morning. And, you know, if it's any consolation, I don't know if this helps at all, but when I do my all-time ranks of the first people out of the game, I think you should expect to be very high. I think there's a lot of upside there, untapped potential so far. (laughs) That makes my heart happy. Okay. And tell Nicole I said hi, and I do want to babysit because I am, like, I'm a, kid loving fool okay all right well all right well, we'll, we'll thank you rob okay thank you thank you very much stephanie and all the best to you okay thanks so much have okay. a good day all right bye oh, oh we found even a babysitter in the exit interview podcast and so uh yeah, let me talk to nicole and see what she has to say i'll tell her that uh, she has a choice between either gonzalez or jacob to watch the kids maybe i'll try to sell it that way as a potential new babysitter in the mix in all, in all seriousness i really thought that stephanie had a, a lot of upside i thought she was just really good in the preseason there's a lot of times that you have these first boots and it's like okay yeah i get it they were a real wacko and i totally understand why they ended up being the uh, first person out of the game but it's tough when it seems like you know just like uh the uh, bounce of the ball ended up they got off on the wrong foot or whatever or missed one conversation and then end up being the first boot because you need a name where it's somebody has to go and you had a consent and Jacob, who ended up being uh, safe from the vote. So a tough break there for Stephanie Gonzalez, but uh, she's got a good attitude about it. She'll be fine. Okay. So before we get to my interview with Jacob, I want to tell you about somebody else who is competing on one of these shows. And we actually have an interesting situation developing for one of our Canadian listeners. Her name is Kirsten McKinnis, and she is currently in the running to be cast into Big Brother Canada 6. For everybody that follows the Canadian Big Brother, I know this is a Survivor podcast, but there is a vote going on right now. It's on the Big Brother Canada. Canada.ca website. And if you would like to see 
Kirsten, one of our RHAP listeners and patrons, end up getting cast into the house. She's up against one person in a vote. She's this close to being in the game. She is a lot of fun and a big personality. And I think that if you are a Big Brother Canada follower, you will enjoy seeing her on the show. So if you are eligible to vote in Canada, go ahead and check that out bigbrothercanada.ca check out the videos there and if you're so inclined uh, cast your votes for kirsten to compete in big brother canada six all right so let's get to the back half of our double exit interview and we have a man who made history in survivor ghost island becoming the first player to attend ghost island during the game he was ghost one let's go ahead and bring him on jacob derwin are you there Jacob, hey. good morning. How are you, buddy? Hey, Rob. I'm all right. How about you? You hanging in there? Yeah, I'm doing what I can. Okay. All right. Jacob, uh, boy, uh, what a night, right? <laughs> <laughs> what a night indeed. What a night. Yeah. Well, let me ask you about this crazy two hours of Survivor. What was your reaction to watching all of this? Was it better than you remembered? Like, did you get off easy or was it actually worse than you remembered? You know, it's funny when you, it's, it's, like, it's like a like a horrifying clip show, you know? Because in the moment, everything you're doing has like reason and logic and sense and, hey, I'm in a corner right now. I should try and do a bunch of stuff to like save myself. And, and then you put, play it all together like that and you realize that you look like a crazy person. Um but the truth, but the truth is, you know, on day one, I really, truly felt like I was immediately in danger. Nobody wanted to talk to me. Nobody wanted to play with me. And so I was, I was going to do anything. I was going to look everywhere. I was going to try every little thing I could think of to save myself. And uh, some of those decisions clearly did not work as well as others did. <laughs> Jake, when you look back at that in hindsight, do you feel like that was that sort of some sort of self-fulfilling prophecy where was that in your head that people were gunning for you right off the bat and then you had to go out there and I need to find an idol, I need to save myself? Or do you feel like they really were? I, I, it's funny. I've heard, I actually heard you guys talk about this at the show last night. It, it, it's funny. Um, I, I Look, I, I can't prove to you that anybody said anything about me. I, I didn't hear anything. What I do know is that I would go around and I would try to talk to people. Cause they, it's modern survivors. People talk very quickly. They make plans very quickly. And I would talk to a lot of people. Most of my tribe, we talk one-on-one or two-on-one, just you know, small little groups here and there, you know, little chats on a walk or whatever. And I would ask them, who are you thinking about? Uh, who's on your radar? Who, who are you worried about? And every single person gave me the exact same answer every single time. And that was, I don't know, I haven't really thought about it yet which is Survivor Talk for It's You, Jacob, It's You. And so when that's happening in the first two days, like what else are you supposed to do but, but try to save yourself because nobody wants to play with you? Yeah. I mean, sometimes I guess it could also be that people just don't want to throw a name out there on day two, like what happened to Sierra in no, yeah. the, the, the other Sierra in Game Changers where she yeah. threw out a name and everyone's like, what? I heard you're working against me. So, yeah. you know, it could have just been, yeah, uh, that's, you know. No, that's fair. Look, just because you're not paranoid doesn't mean everybody's not coming to get you either. No, you're right. Look, and you're absolutely correct. And I remember thinking a lot about Game Changers when we got there because I knew everybody else was going to be thinking about Game Changers. It was the last season we saw. So I, I kind of went into the game thinking like, okay, don't be the guy throwing memes out there because clearly you'll get voted out immediately. Yeah. And yeah, maybe that was part of the reason I was 
trying to get people on to give me a name or something, but like nobody, nothing. And that, and that sucks. How about Stephanie Johnson, where you have this great conversation, I'm sure in your mind, okay, okay, this is it. Now the whole game has turned and it looked like that she did go back and consider potentially going with you before ultimately deciding to not. Were you feeling especially betrayed by her after that all played out? Well, yeah, what you don't see is me and Stephanie had really been talking a lot since like day two. Like, well, honestly, like the show kind of presents it as like, she like like touched my arm and suddenly I had like had to spill everything or something. But honestly, I saw her as like a mom. Like I, I we, we were buddies out there. I enjoyed her a lot. And so by day four, you know, she's the only person talking strategy with me. Uh, she's the only person willing to talk game plan, that game plan, anything. And it's it's infuriating. So I really thought like if, if there's anyone who could save me here, it's Stephanie Johnson. If there's anyone, because Brendan, Michael, Libby, Jenna, they don't care about me. Laurel and James and Donaldson and I, we get along, but that's not enough. And Donaldson's a ghost island. Like, I, I need more people. And Stephanie seemed like she could be my in. She could be my way into to getting some numbers together. And yeah, uh, I asked, the, yeah, it did it, it sting, especially from Stephanie, quite a bit, um, because she was, out of everyone, the only person who I thought might actually consider like working with me in the long game. Um, maybe besides like Laurel. Uh, and uh, and that, 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 that does suck. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll kiss and make up as we, as we definitely do. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Ghost Island because you got to be the first person yes. to go there last night. Very cool stuff. So mm-hmm. on your way to Ghost Island, you end up making this big speech, lots of bravado, <laughs> talking about this is the greatest tribe ever, and then you are yeah. the person picked, and you say, see – that's exactly what I wanted. They played right into my hand. First off, how much mm-hmm. of that actually was your plan? Was that that was all premeditated? The moment we were standing on the mat, I, I had a pretty good feeling it was going to be me because you know you, what, these things tend to you know usually tend to send a weaker player, right? You send you tend to send oh he's he's the fat guy send him send him to the candle on the mat like that that's common survivor stuff. I get it. Um, my goal was to make sure they didn't send Donathan, right? My goal was like, if it's between me and Donathan, I need them to only look at me. I need to talk. I need to make big comments. I need to make them maybe dislike me a little bit, be a little cocky. Maybe, maybe they'll send me out of spite. That was the idea. And the moment I realized that they were going to do it and that they did do it and that Sebastian was like, you know, watching it back, being fast and being like, he was talking that smack, made me very happy. And it did work. And my hope was maybe, honestly, maybe if Navidi hates me, they'll just keep sending me back. Maybe. Honestly. If not, if not for strategy, maybe they just want to spite me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, was, was it desperate? Was it, was it the smoothest move in the world? No, God, no. But it, it wasn't me just being an idiot, I promise. So you go to Ghost Island, and then you have an opportunity, and you feel like, okay, this is it. I am safe, and now my ship has come in. I'm going to go and play for an advantage. And you open up the advantage, and you get a legacy advantage from Sierra Dawn Thomas. But then you find out you have to send it to somebody else. How upsetting was that that you felt like that maybe you had safety, but you had to give it away? There's probably about 20 minutes of footage in the cutting room floor of me screaming at Pierre Don Thomas on the beach. I was so angry. I, look, I mean, I needed, I needed anything. I needed anything. I knew I was dead. I needed, I needed, you know, Ivo would have been best, obviously, but maybe a vote steal, maybe a, I don't know, like a one-off Ivo. You have to use it now or else. or like, Literally anything. 
And at this point, we don't even really know about the whole curse advantages thing. I don't know. You know, I didn't know that I was going to get someone's former player's thing. I just thought it was going to be something like some, just some random advantage. So when it turns out there's this second twist of, oh, it's an advantage from, from a former season. And also it doesn't have power anymore. It was, it ruined me. It ruined me. And technically the rules were that I could have kept it, but it would have had no power. And maybe I could have used it as some sort of bluffing token at Malolo, but like, I, 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 I struggle thinking of a feasible strategy. And um, to this day, it's still, it's still kind of That's pisses me off, especially watching it. Yeah, especially watching it back to back. Dominic finding his idol. That is totally normal. <laughs> Andrea's former idol. She went home with it. It works. <laughs> Don't give it to someone. But um, yeah, that's the game, I guess, right? Yeah, so you're on Ghost Island and you say, okay, well, I'm going to make up this fake idol. Again, very smart thing to do. But you come back and decide that you're going to tell everybody, hey, everybody, I've got this idol and I got it on Ghost Island, so I'm going to play it. I don't want to, but I have to. When did you come up with that idea of that that was how you were going to play it? Yeah, my goal was to avoid the whole split vote situation. I I didn't want to walk around with a bulge in my pocket and like kind of whisper to one or two people and then it just still be like, and then have it go down the way it did. I didn't want it to be like, okay, Jacob still gets the majority of votes and there's just two votes on someone else or backup. I didn't want that. I wanted every single person to just take me off the table entirely. I wanted everyone to realize like, oh, Jacob's going to play the idol because he doesn't want to have it. He doesn't want to be a target anymore. He knows he's a target. Fine, he's off the table for one vote. We'll we'll deal with someone else. Mm -hmm. I was hoping that's how it would go. Um, That was the idea. And of course, I thought about the whole parchment thing ahead of time, but I couldn't make a fake parchment, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, so and you weren't able to take the one that said that you got to go play a game? Yeah, I considered wrapping it in that, but I realized that if they asked to look at it, yeah. like it just says game on, follow the fire, and they would have been like, what the, what the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it would have looked more fake, yeah. honestly. Uh, so I, um, I kind of just said, like, dude, Ghost Island spooky things disappear. I, I'm sorry, I seem to have lost it. Um, which is not great, but no. it's the best thing I had at the moment. And kudos to Brendan for sniffing it out. Yeah. So your fake idol, where is it now? Uh, it's sitting in my uh, my bedroom in my parents' house. Yes. In, uh, in a bag. And, uh, and it's, uh, it's rotting away. <laughs> Would you consider <laughs> donating it to Survivor Ghost Island 2? Uh, you know what? If I get a call and, and they uh, aren't interested in me, but interested in a <laughs> dumb little idol with a with a shell, I mean, I carved a little skull on it with a fishing spear. It's not a pretty thing. <laughs> um, but if, if they want it back, you know, be my guest, man. Boy, that would be a bittersweet <laughs> call. Hey, Jacob, hey, Survivor, like, yes. And like, uh, is your idol still around? We want to get your idol back for another season. <laughs> so- Something was Honestly, that thing was falling apart the moment I like put it together. I, I, I had to remake it once or twice for reasons. Like it, it was not the most sturdy thing on the play. It wasn't the worst looking, but it, it definitely wasn't wasn't super uh, super attractive. <laughs> yeah. How surprised were you that Naviti didn't send you to Ghost Island the second time? Shocked. Completely shocked. It makes no sense. And to this day, it makes no sense. And maybe maybe my plan backfired. Maybe I should have just. Taking it with stride. Maybe I should have written on the legacy to Morgan, send me back in parentheses or something. Who could have stopped me, right? Like, I could have done these little things, maybe. But all survivor logic says you send the same person. I, I, look, if I got to be sugar, I'll be sugar. Let's go. I, I really thought that's how it would go. Um, and on top of that, Donathan had his whole hero moment in the challenge. I thought the other tribe would have said, like, oh, yeah, he's strong. He, he, he pulled it off. 
Jacob, I literally didn't do a thing in that challenge. I stood there waiting the entire time. I was one of the ball throwers. So I don't, eh, I don't know. It, it, it still doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. How surprised were you when you came back that you saw that Stephanie was the person that was gone? Um, it was funny. I was sitting in the shelter, and the only name I'd heard in the first two days, the only name, it was from Michael, of all people, who I did not get along with, I was Donathan. And that made sense. I expected near Donathan to be the first one out. It made the most sense, just from a you know basic first impression standpoint. And I liked Gonzalez. We talked a bunch. She was super, um, super equipped for uh, the survival aspects, more than any of us expected. Um, and she knows her stuff. And she's strong, and she's attractive, and she can fit in with people. I don't really know. I was, I, it didn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, but I also got that little bit of a, of a not not paranoid vibe, but like um, uneasy vibe. But I, I I I sensed that she could probably explode in any second if something went wrong, right? Yes. And uh, I remember sitting at Ghost Island, kind of talking to myself, just being like, I'm pretty sure Jonathan's gone tonight, but there's like a 25 percent chance that it's actually Gonzalez. Um, and when she came back, I was mostly surprised, but uh, there was a little bit of me that saw it coming. Have you gotten any angry text messages from your tribe members after they realized that they had been eating sock rice? You boil it. You boil the rice. Fine. Yeah. Well, safe. You don't eat raw rice. I look, <laughs> no one, no one, no one's reached out too angrily yet. Um, and people knew I, I told Libby when I was trying to work with her on the first day, I tried to pull off the whole Beauty and the Beast thing with her first before Stephanie and <laughs> that was you go plan. anywhere. So she, that was my plan. Yeah, one of the pretty girls to block me. Yeah, I'm not even, not even kidding. Um, but uh, she knew, and, and Stephanie came back afterwards, and I told her. I said, there's nothing there. And she saw a few grains of rice on the floor. She said, you better cover those up. So she was in on it. She, they, they know. Um, everyone else probably didn't. And uh, I, 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 I want to say I apologize, but I really don't apologize. You, you deal with it. Okay, Jacob, uh, real quick, last couple of things. Uh, if there is a super fan who is listening to this podcast, who is going to go play Survivor 37, what is your one thing that you would like to uh, tell them in terms of advice? Do CrossFit. No, um, I think, honestly, we're living in a, like, Survivor's changing. It's changing. Um, I was running under the impression that, you know, you can be someone like me. You can be play up the fandom. You can be someone who's clearly a Survivor nerd. Like, we've had a lot of great recent uh, players from recent seasons with that kind of archetype. And play it up and be okay and find your place. But we're in, we're in a place now where those people have won a whole bunch. Adam Klein won. Right? You have a bunch of people who have won with that strategy, who have done really well, uh, and they're scary now. We're scary now. I'm, I'm scary. Yeah. Somehow. I'm a threat, which is mind-blowing to me. So play it down. Honestly, play it down. Okay. All right. Well, Jacob, uh, such a pleasure to talk to you. I had a, a tweet just a couple of minutes ago from Van Carew. says, putting this out there, Jacob would be great and should be back for Survivor Big Moves. I would endorse that. I think you were a lot of fun to watch. Thank I you. hope you take some solace in being the answer to a Survivor trivia question, being the first person to go to Ghost Island. And I wish nothing but the best for you, Jacob. Thank you, Rob. I really appreciate it a lot. Okay. I hope that uh, everybody uh, everybody at, in Merrick today, I hopefully uh, that they're doing okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, all the home time. I'm sure Wonton's doing okay, too. <laughs> all right. All the best, buddy. All right, take care, man. All right, bye. All right, everybody, there you have it. 
Jacob Derwin here on the podcast. I think he is such an interesting character in the show and he was uh so much fun in the two-hour episode just in talking to him just then like it sort of just crossed my mind he's just a very unique combination of i think there's very few people that are simultaneously as cocky and self-deprecating at the same time it's a weird mix usually people don't have both those things but he seems to be somehow very cocky and confident and then also very self-deprecating and i wouldn't say insecure but maybe lacking confidence i'm like oh everybody hates me everybody hates me so <laughs> everybody loves me and also everybody hates me it's it's weird it's it's a weird mix that he has going on but i think he was very fun to watch and provided a lot of entertainment in two hours very sad to see jacob go and hopefully uh we hear from him down the line uh, hopefully he finds his love of survivor again and we get to talk to him in the future. All right. So let's switch gears and let's bring in a man who is always confident in his ability to bring back all of the survivor trivia history. Math, maybe not as confident, but here he is, the host of this week in Survivor History, the great Jordan Kalish. Woo! Yes. How's it going, Rob? Oh, very good. Jordan, how I've missed you. I have missed you too, Rob. And you know, the, one of the, uh, the big survivor mistakes they put out on ghost Island is my broken calculator from last season. Yes. Oh, we'll go right into it. Okay. Yes. Uh, so yes, that, that was uh, one of those mistakes certainly uh, has haunted you for a lifetime. Kalish mask and all things like that. What are we going to do to correct that today? Okay. So the person who got screwed over the most by my, my crazy scoring system and by my, uh, my questionable, uh, math skills was Megan Z. So we are bringing her back. Uh, she is going to get her, her chance at redemption to beat you in the This Week in Survivor History quiz. Megan Z, are you there? I'm here. And I think if there was uh, ever a season to have Deese Ghoulish on the line, it's Ghost <laughs> Island. <laughs> yes, Megan, that I would, I hope that he screws this up again. So then uh, you're just back again next week. I'm haunting I hope. The I'm the perennial favorite then coming back. Always the underdog. Yes. Okay. Excited to uh, have you both here with us. And we'll get into the This Week in Survivor History quiz answering questions from this very week in Survivor history. Uh, but first, let's take a moment and thank one of our sponsors for this episode of the podcast. Those are our friends over at canvaspeople.com. Now, so many artifacts, so many memories hanging up on the walls of Ghost Island. And you too can decorate your home with all sorts of pictures from your past. Just upload them from your phone and create gorgeous canvas photos on canvaspeople.com and they've got a great offer even better than the offer that Jacob Derwin was faced with of either getting an advantage for just a measly vote you can get an 11 by 14 canvas photo for zero dollars with this offer from canvaspeople.com just use the promo code RHAP all you'll have to do is pay for the shipping and then it's less than $20 altogether and you'll be that believe me my wife is has done this like 5000 times jordan 
Yeah, I have too, actually. My my friend recently moved into a new apartment. Uh, perf- really perfect gift. Uh, the first thing I saw when I walked into his new place was the uh, the Canvas People picture that, that uh, we got him as a gift. Yeah, so go ahead and give it a try. I've heard only positive things from everybody who's tried it. Canvaspeople.com. Just upload your favorite photos. It's as easy as that. And then with Canvas People, you get to have your memories printed and you can cherish them as opposed to the, just they scroll down your Instagram feed and with that algorithm, Megan, I mean, who can find anything on Instagram? You have an easier time trying to find the immunity idol. Exactly. Nothing scary about Canvas people. <laughs> no, definitely not scary or spooky. So with Canvas people, you'll get beautiful prints that look great on any wall. So get that 11 by 14 Canvas people print for $0. You're going to love it. It's a $69.99 value. $69.99, Megan. All you do is pay the shipping and the handling. Get your 11 by 14 canvas photo print for free. Go to canvaspeople.com, upload your photo and enter the promo code RHAP. It's a limited time offer for today's listeners. Go to canvaspeople.com and use promo code RHAP. All right. So, Let's go ahead, Jordan, and tell us about what we're doing here today and and maybe just set up a little bit more for any listeners who are new to the podcast and also for yourself, just in case you forgot what the rules are to this game. <laughs> All right. So I, th- I think the, the person who, who needs a rule reminder on this is, the most is myself. So I am going to go over it uh, very quickly before we start. So This Week in Survivor History uh, includes trivia questions, obviously, from This Week in Survivor History. We go all the way back. Uh, Since we're in uh, even number seasons back, we're going to be going all the way back to Survivor Australia. Um, Maybe uh, it won't be that far today, but it could be. Not Australian Survivor. Not Australian Survivor, the Australian Outback. So um, I am going to, you're each going to answer two questions before our, uh, our final round. They are multiple choice questions. If you get it correct, you get a point. You cannot lose points. Uh, however, if you choose to forgo your multiple choice options and answer the question without them, you will get two points and I will attempt to add the points correctly. Okay. Megan, does that all make sense to you? We're all nodding politely like we understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's go with it, Jordan. What do we have on the board today? Okay. So Megan, as our guest, you're going to get to choose your category first. The first, the four categories that we have for the questions today are check yourself before you rector yourself. <laughs> Robin Megan, <laughs> check yourself before you wreck yourself. Robin Megan, we should totally go to yoga. Dams and Ghost Island Origins. I just can't resist the title of check yourself before you rector yourself. <laughs> All right, check yourself before you wreck yourself. As you may have uh, predicted, we are going to go to Survivor, the Marquesa, from February 28th, 2002, 16 years ago yesterday. This is from the episode Back to the Beach. So, who annoys Sean Rector by not helping Mara Amu row to their tribe beach at the beginning of the game? Uh, you can hear the multiple choice options or you can answer it now without the multiple choice for two points. I'm, I'm going to uh, go for it without the multiple choice and go with Sarah. Sarah is correct. Sarah Jones is the correct answer. You get two points. I'm writing a two. That was very easy. Oh, you know, it's the first, the first question of the season and maybe, maybe a little bit of an easy one. <laughs> but look, it's 16 years, years ago, ago, Rob. Rob. <laughs> 16, 16 years ago. <laughs> hard to remember her name. It's hard, to, it's hard to forget the scene, but it might be tough for some people to remember her. Name. She <laughs> was burned into my brain, okay? I'm not going to forget that. Well, yeah, because uh, was, Sean was talking about her uh, her flotation devices for, for a lot of the episodes. <laughs> Cleopatra, he called her. Yes, yes. he does. He compared to Cleopatra. 
Okay. Um, so Megan, you have two points. You are in the lead, Rob. It is your turn to choose a category. All right. I am going to go with, how about, uh, Rob and Megan, we should totally go to yoga. All right. So we're going to stay in the Marquesa who claimed their ability to breathe from the diaphragm, a skill learned from yoga allowed the tribe to get fire on day one. Uh, that would be Peter Harkey. Peter Harkey breathing out of uh, a few of the holes that, that he has on his body. Rob, you are correct. You did not use the multiple choice option. So you get two points as well. We are tied. That's the first time I ever, ever met Peter Harkey. I think, I think you've mentioned that on, on this week in survivor yeah. history, but no how, holes how, how, how in my survivor that? logic. Yeah. <laughs> Is he also the answer to the trivia question of what survivor was it? Robin Amber's wedding. <laughs> yes, he was. So he's the answer to a bunch of questions. Yeah, yeah maybe possibly, uh, you know, we're going to be talking about Mar- the Marquesa a lot this season. Maybe the answer to uh, some of these questions as well. Megan, it is your turn to choose a category. OK, I'll go with Ghost Island Origins. Ooh, Ghost Island Origins. Spooky question. <laughs> uh, so what I'm going to try to do uh, th- this season, since we have a lot of artifacts coming back on Survivor Ghost Island, I'm going to try to see how many of these artifacts uh, artifacts pop up this week in Survivor history. And one of them did pop up here. We're going to go to Survivor Micronesia, uh, also February 28th. But this was 2008. So 10 years ago yesterday. Who was on Exile Island with Ozzy when he found the real idol and subsequently created the effing stick, which now resides on Ghost Island? Okay, I'm going to do this without the multiple choice. And I think the answer is Kathy Sleckman. Kathy Sleckman is correct. Megan, you have a perfect four points at this point. Uh, You are winning four to two. But Rob has another question. Uh, Good job, Megan. Uh, So uh, you have uh, the last category is damn. Uh, so I'm going to assume that this is a chicken related question, but not the not chicken Morris, uh, because yes. that uh, that was a uh, an odd numbered season, which uh, which is not uh, this week in Survivor history. So after chasing, uh, so we're going to go to uh, the same episode in uh, the Marquesa that we talked about before. After this is chasing the only a chicken, episode that aired on Survivor history this week. <laughs> well, it, it, it was a good episode. I was watching the episode. I had a lot of fun with it. And I wrote three questions. Sue me. After after chasing a chicken, sue me. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. I usually do. I usually do two seasons. So there might be another season coming up in the in the final question. So after chasing a chicken in the premiere of Survivor: The Marquesa and failing to catch one, who said that he didn't previously know roosters could fly? I believe the answer is my former tribe mate and person who invited Peter Harkey to his wedding. I believe it'd be none other than Boston Rob Mariano. Hey, Kalish, can I get you a? You want to do a shot? Yeah, Boston, Boston Rob, known known for his uh, his skill at the poker table, his skill uh, downing fireball shots. Uh, Rob, you have four points as well. You are correct. It is Boston Rob. Um, so you, good good job by both of you remembering a lot of uh, a lot of uh, facts from that Survivor Marquesas yeah. episode. So will, will you be four. using your friendship with Boston Rob to get him on the podcast for the This Week in Survivor History trivia quiz? If that happens, I will eat the uh, the rock that uh, Francesca <laughs> was supposed to eat when she got hey, voted out twice. Kalish, smarten up. Okay. I mean, I, I, would, I would love it. I mean, it would be great, but I, I don't think I see uh, Boston Rob. I think this is a, maybe a one Rob podcast. Okay. <laughs> is this all from this event where you were filming Jordan shirtless? Yeah. Uh, in fairness. It, it is when he yes. filmed me shirtless without, without me knowing about it. Yes. In fairness, he had uh, told me that he would uh, come on and, and do it uh, if he could. The word I gave you was that if I can take care of you, I will. I'm sorry, I cannot. Oh, okay. Well. Oh, well. 
If he could, he would. <laughs> Don't be stupid, stupid. <laughs> I'm not going to shake his hand. Um, and by by the way, going going back to the uh, to the idol to the uh, Ozzy's effing stick. So we always refer to him as the effing stick. But did you know that it originally had a name? Ozzy named it Igor when he was out <laughs> on uh, on Exile, Exile Island with Kathy. Bonus trivia for everyone. I know. I, I wanted to work. I think that would have been maybe too tough of a question because I, I, you can't even really hear what he's saying unless you put the closed captioning on. So we are going to go to the final question. And the final question is one where you both can earn points. Uh, the most you could earn on this question is that the most that either of you could earn is three points. Um, so this is what we're going to do. I'm going to list 10 people that were voted out this week in Survivor history. And this is where the rules sometimes get a little bit complicated. So listen closely. <laughs> yeah, it is your job to pick people from this list who were not voted out unanimously. This round will include four total guesses. You'll alternate answering until one of you is wrong, opening the door for the opponent to possibly gain three points. If you're right, you're going to keep guessing. If we're still tied after four total guesses between the two of you, we'll go to an overtime period that will be explained if needed. I am hoping it is not needed. So the, the 10 people that were voted out this week in Survivor history, and they, this, is, this list is, a, um, is from the earliest season to the most recent season. We have Peter Harkey, who we just spoke about, Dan Liu, Richard Hatch and All-Stars, Jeff Wilson, Liliana from Fiji, Mikey B, Jerry Sims, Randy Bailey, David Sampson, and so from Survivor Worlds Apart. So Megan, as the guest, you, uh, since we're tied, you're, gonna go, you're going to guess first. So you're picking the person who was not voted out unanimously. Who was not voted out unanimously? Yes, okay. some people on this list were, some people were not. Okay. Um... Was I, I? I'll just go with Peter Harkey. I don't know if he was voted out unanimously. Peter Harkey was not voted out unanimously. You are correct. Sean okay. and Giuseppe voted for Sarah, who uh, they were not too happy with from the beginning of that game. So, Megan, you get one point. You have a five to four lead. Rob, which means if you get this, if you get this wrong, if you pick a wrong answer here, Megan wins the quiz. If not, we keep going. Okay. I'm going to need to hear that list one more time. Jordan. Do, you want, do you want me to uh, type the list for you guys? And no, then you, you can won't. Just look the, the, I think the people at home will probably need to hear it one more time as well. Okay. So Peter Har- Harkey is off the board. We have Dan Liu, Richard Hatch, Jeff Wilson, Liliana, Mikey B, Jerry Sims, Randy Bailey, David Sampson, and so. I will say that So Kim was not voted out unanimously from the tribe. So Kim was not voted out unanimously. Joaquin voted for Mama C. He was with her in the whole uh, the, new, the neutral box fiasco and did not uh, vote, vote against her. So you were tied five to five. Megan, it is your turn. Okay. I am going to go with Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson. So he uh, he wanted he talked to, you know, he, he told this drive that he wanted to leave the game. Uh, James and Bobby John voted for Kim. So that is correct. You get a point there. Uh, you were up six to five. Rob, if you get this wrong, uh, Megan wins the quiz. I will say that David Sampson was not voted out of the tribe unanimously. Okay, that is correct because Cass voted for Jatia. She looked like she was at the bottom. But then, of course, it turns on Spencer in the next vote when uh, Garrett is voted out. So you are tied six to six. We have six people left on this list. You are both a perfect four for four. We still have a tie game. So what I'm going to do, uh, you are going to pick a random number from one to six when it is your turn. Uh, that number is going to correspond to someone. And now you just have to tell me if that person was voted out unanimously or not unanimously. Megan, it is your turn. So pick a number from one to six. Uh, three. Okay, so Jerry Sims. 
from Survivor Token Chains. Jerry Sims from Survivor Token Chains. Okay, so Jerry had the beans. I know it was Jerry versus Aaron. Did anybody actually vote for Aaron? I'll go with it was unanimous. You say that it was a unanimous vote, and you are correct. You have a seven to six lead over Rob. So Jerry Sims is off the board. Uh, Rob, pick a uh, random number now. Actually, so the, the numbers change. Pick a number from one to five. Okay, I'll go with one. All right, so we have Randy Bally. <sighs> um, and this is Heroes versus Villains. Yes, yes. Um, my question is, what did Coach do that thorn in my side what did what did coach do and i will say that he i don't know if he would want to put a vote on somebody else so i will say that uh randy was voted out unanimously rob you were correct it was a nine to one vote um so you know it's very very similar i mean the uh, the vote tonight for gonzalez was an eight to one because jacob wasn't there but very good you are still tied uh, you're tied at seven uh randy is off the board and uh we now uh megan pick a number from one to four i will pick number two two is dan Liu. Oh, okay well, Rob certainly would have the advantage on this one. Um, <laughs> he may have been there. Would I? <laughs> would you? Uh, I, I do believe Dan, Dan Liu was a unanimous vote. Dan Liu was a unanimous vote. That is correct. Uh, you have an eight to seven lead. Rob, you need to get this right. Okay. Uh, so now you pick, uh, pick a number from one to three. Yes. Okay. How about number one? Number one is Liliana Gomez from okay. Fiji. <laughs> Your favorite. Yes, my favorite. Boy, uh, nobody would fault me. Queen Liliana. (laughs) Queen Liliana. Nobody would fault me if I got this wrong, but I will say that she was not voted out unanimously. Not voted out unanimously. That is correct. Cassandra voted for Lisi. She was not in the hub of this vote. (laughs) So it is is eight to eight. There are only two people left. And uh, I don't know what we're going to do for a double tiebreaker here. So I'm hoping it doesn't come to that. Uh, So Megan, pick one or two. I will pick one. One is Richard Hatch from All Stars. All right. Richard Hatch and Jordan is hoping that I lose. Um, I, I think Richard was unanimous. I think that was a unanimous vote. Richard was a unanimous vote. That is correct. Uh, you get a point there. You are up <laughs> nine to eight. The only one We're that in the we danger have left, zone. Rob, <laughs> we are in the danger zone. The, the one we have left, Rob, is Mikey B. Mikey B in Fans versus Favorites. Mikey B was not a unanimous vote. Oh no. Mikey B, correct, was not a unanimous vote. Alexis and voted for Chet. So you guys did much better at that than I thought you would. I thought this was going to be a question that ended pretty quickly. So it is nine to nine. Um, what, what do we do here? What do we do? I thought, just, I, thought I, 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 thought like I had more options than I've ever had. This has never happened before. Um, we, could, we could go black, black or white rock. Uh, we could invite Megan for a third time next season and end in the tie. Uh, Megan, maybe you should get your, your extra point that I didn't give you last season. <laughs> I banked it. Banked it. Should we, should we do that? <laughs> yeah, no, no. That, here's, okay, how about this? Uh, yeah. why is it, the, uh, do you already have the show booked next week? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. Then what, what if Megan comes back next week and then uh, to be continued? So this is a, it's a two-week a two finale, a two-week premiere? <laughs> yeah. 
I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that, Meg. It's a fun guess. Sorry we broke the game and got uh, perfect scores. You guys are too good. Sorry. Don't worry. Next week, I'll come back and get a zero out of nine. So don't worry about it. <laughs> zero I, I out of nine. Like, yeah, I, should, I, should have done, I should have done the Igor question. Yeah, you should have. Uh, Megan, do you have any other topics for Jordan? What about uh, buff colors? I feel like that's a good one. Why don't you uh, look into that next week? Oh, I, no, next- Jordan, don't do buff colors for next week. Please <laughs> oh, don't. That's right. Your buff colors were not, were, were not your game on the, uh, the B&B. Okay. All right. That being said, uh, uh, Megan Z at uh, Meg wants to know. She'll be back. So let her know how well she did over on Twitter. Uh, D-Schoolish uh, ran, ran out of questions. <laughs> yeah, well, look, it's our, it's our first ever official tie. But the last time you guys played, you actually did get the same point total, if I counted correctly. So I guess there's just something about this matchup where you, where you guys always are on par with each other. Yeah. On par par with each other. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Uh, so uh, Jordan Cash will be back next week with even more questions and with uh, Megan Z. Uh, if you have ideas for Jordan, he's very receptive. Uh, tweet to him at Jordan Kalish. Megan, is there a season that you haven't watched, Rob? Like, were you, I don't know, wasn't there a dark period for you? I don't know, but then there was evolution of strategy. There absolutely yeah. is a dark period, but I certainly will not tip my hand to it right now. That doesn't seem right. If anyone, if anyone knows Megan Z's dark period, please tweet me at Jordan Kalis this week. Yeah. Well, what is there? The fix is in now? You're trying to make her lose? I'm, I don't care who loses. I just want somebody to lose. <laughs> he feels bad for whatever guest he booked for next week. He just wants to go to bed. This, was... this, actually saved, this actually saves me a lot of work. I don't have to, except for making questions, I don't have to do anything but between now and then, except for like teach a bunch of kids. Okay. All right. Well, thank you both so much for playing uh, for this uh, this record breaking. Uh, I think a uh, record high score in this yeah, week's Survivor History 18 quiz. Eighteen point total. I think it broke uh, you, you and uh, Andy. This was like and the Super Bowl. Record. Yeah, it was. I don't yeah. know what that's like. Yeah. <laughs> Except nobody won. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you both so much, and then uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Rob. Talk to you soon, Rob. Megan's like, I gotta do this again. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, there you have it. This week in Survivor History Quiz. A real 2002 MLB All-Star Game affair this week between myself and Megan Z. I don't think Jordan was ready for us to be so on top of the ball here in the first week of the season. But uh, that's the case. Look, we're firing on all cylinders. we got a million podcasts going on right now. So we have to be sharp. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. I'm going to get ready for my interview with Joe Mena. Again, you got a little time to send a question in survivor at robinswebsite.com. If you want to email it in, of course, get your voicemails in for Randy Bailey. I'm very excited about that. And don't forget the wiggle room is back and the wand off is coming. So get your wand off submissions ready that Josh Wiggler and I will be recording those on Mondays this season. So we look forward to hearing what you guys are working on as well. So lots of stuff going on. And again, that link for Kirsten McInnes to vote her into the Big Brother house for our Canadian listeners out there at BigBrotherCanada.ca. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast today. Looking forward to reading what you guys have to say in the comments and on social media. I'm at Rob Sestrino. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.